Hello, Mind Bloomers. This is Mind Bloom, the safe space at the intersection of mental health advocacy and breast cancer awareness. Mind Bloom is your podcast. Come back weekly and listen to my guests as they reflect on their close encounters with emotional disorders and breast cancer. Not an easy task, but we promise to make your mind bloom. Hello, Mind Bloomers. This is Marina G, your host, and this is Mind Bloom. Please remember, the content provided by Mind Bloom is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay seeking medical treatment because of any content referenced or authored by Mind Bloom You. Welcome to episode 50 of Mind Bloom. Oh my gosh, we're hitting one year of Mind Bloom, the podcast on all things mental health and breast cancer. I am hoping to have a big party over at Instagram and Clubhouse to celebrate the big week of the one year anniversary, which falls on June 10th. So in a couple of weeks, and um, I want to invite you all to be part of this big celebration. I wouldn't have done it without you. And I will tell you more details about uh, what I plan to do that whole week of June 10th on future episodes and on my social media. June 10th is also the fourth anniversary of my puppy, Bianca. I know she's not a puppy anymore. She hasn't been a puppy for the last three years, <laughs> but I don't care. I still think of her as my little baby girl and she will always be a puppy for me. So bear with me. <laughs> In any case, her birthday is officially, like I have it on my record, the vet records do say that June 10th was when she was born. So June 10th just happens to be as well the day I created my uh, social media accounts for Mindbloom. So Instagram and, and Facebook and Twitter, I believe, are all dated June 10th of 2020. And I think I may have released the first episode of Mindbloom a few days later. If not on that same day, I would have to look. But, and I've said it here before, why, why that date? Why that week? The only reason why I started it on June 10th was because the day before was the day I had a, a core needle biopsy uh, to my left breast to look for something suspicious. So to analyze something suspicious uh, and that was only six months after my my lumpectomy in December. So, and I've told that story here before, so, so I won't take too long with it. But 
um, I'm supposed to be followed up every six months. And the very first time I am followed up right after my, my surgery, uh, they find again something suspicious. And they ask me to go in again for a biopsy, a core needle biopsy this time. Uh, at which point I just hit a wall of anger and resentment and fury and why me, why me, why this? And I started Mind Bloom the next day. Granted, I had a name for it. I, I was going to start a nonprofit called Mind Bloom. I had, uh, the website was already in the works again for this nonprofit. But that day, the 10th, it just became a podcast and it became an Instagram account and a Twitter account and etc. And the rest is history. Why? Because I wanted to say it all. I wanted to vent and rant and blame someone or something and find answers and I wanted to overload myself with work and distractions in order not to think uh, about the results which would take another week to for me to get them. So that's the story behind Mind Bloom. As you can see preparation and planning is something I don't do a lot of. I just grabbed my laptop and bloop, that was mind bloom right there. So if you're at home listening to this and you feel you have something to say, you just feel you're not ready yet, you feel you don't have enough um, tools yet like the microphone or the headset or you don't have enough followers on Instagram or maybe next week because this week you're, the weather is not good enough, don't yeah those are all excuses you're giving yourself because you're you, you don't believe in yourself enough so i am saying stop it that's all bs get your butt out of that chair or out of that couch and stop watching netflix and do the things your soul your god is telling you to do you can thank me later now, if you listen to episode 49, you'll see that I was telling you the story of why this whole uh, scanxiety idea and why Mind Bloom revolves around mental health and breast cancer and mental health through breast cancer. For me, they're intertwined. They don't go one without the other. You need to be mentally in a good, safe space if you're going to go through a health ordeal and conversely if you're going through a mental health ordeal that will only deteriorate your body your organs your brain cells you will start losing appetite or eating voraciously you may develop uh, interrupted sleep patterns unhealthy coping mechanisms such as binging or shopaholism or an addiction. 
So both mental health and physical health need to be the two sides of the same coin. So on episode 49, and because this is Mental Health Awareness Month, I want to give all the attention I can to mental health. And the the way I know how to do that is by narrating my own path, my own experiences with mental health or the lack thereof. So if you haven't listened to episode 49, I would suggest you go back there to episode 49. That's where I start telling the story of uh, my LCIS diagnosis. It's never, unfortunately, a one-day thing, an overnight thing. Um, You feel something, you go to the doctor and you get your diagnosis. It's usually a one or two months process from the time you feel something is not quite right or from the time you do a follow-up, an annual exam, until the time you have a diagnosis in your hands. And it's the weight that is formidable and it's the weight that really may rock entirely the work we have been doing with mental health. So that was the story I was telling you on episode 49. And once you listen to it, please come back here to episode 50. So I left it off at MRI guided biopsy. The doctors had tried a core needle biopsy, but it wouldn't work. They couldn't find the area that needed to be biopsied. So they recommended an MRI guided biopsy which added more wait time to this already lengthy process and just more anxiety and more panic, concern and added hours with my wonderful support system. Thank God for them. So the MRI guided biopsy is something you don't ever want to hear uh, as part of your um, diagnostic plan ever. And if you've been through it, then I'm sure you know what I what I mean. It's a procedure that is carried out with only local anesthesia. And it, it's true. You I mean, you don't feel pain. It's not even the pain that I uh, am concerned about here. But it's the length of the of the procedure in my case it was over two hours you're in an MRI machine so you can't really move but it's it's hard when you do an MRI you can't move for what 30 minutes and that's whoa horrible but this is over two hours and at the same time you have IVs uh Uh, with contrast and whatever else they need to do to pinpoint the area uh, they need to to excise. But you have this needle, I think it's a 14-gauge needle, uh, invading your breast. And every now and then the doctor who's performing the MRI comes out into the room where we are and pumps or vacuums, or whatever, something, because we can't really see. I think they vacuum to extract the the tissue. 
in my case, I had to do more. I had to, they had to do it more than once because uh, we were talking about an eight millimeter mass. So um, it was hard for them to find it. So they had to do it twice. So it's not painful, but it's excruciating nonetheless. It's torturous. It's medieval-like, and you're completely bound to the table and at the mercy of, you know, these people who's, who claim they know what they're doing uh, by sticking a metal straw into your breast. So once it's over, they take you to this recovery room. Uh, they patch up the, the wound. And mine bled like it was the end of the world. I mean, I just don't know where so much blood was coming from. Uh, it's a really big incision. And off they send me home with a little marker inside the, that area to show in mammograms where exactly they extracted the tissue from. And then you wait. It's the wait game. You wait to hear the results. And one day you get a phone call and the results say that now you need to undergo surgery because what they found is even though not entirely cancerous, and this is where it gets very nuanced and complicated, it's not entirely cancer, malignant cells, but it's also not benign cells. I don't, it doesn't make any sense to me. And it needs to go. They need to extract it and they need to remove the tissue around it, so the margins around it, to make sure malignant cells similar to these, but a little bit more rogue, haven't already started developing nearby. So then starts the, the surgery proceedings, the scheduling, the pre-op appointment, the logistics, who's coming to pick me up, the days off work that need to be scheduled. And all of this, I have to say, happened from up above in a cloud. I don't even remember how I did it, how I took one step after the next, how I was able to get up and go about things like phone calls and scheduling things because the haze is complete for me. At least, it wasn't a case of anger or dismay or, uh, you know, concern or preoccupation. It was just a haze. Like I was watching it all from above and I was just going through the motions. Okay, you're telling me to do A, I can do A. I, I can't do B, but I will do A. And I complete. I remember I completely lost the ability to grocery shop or focus at work the days prior to surgery, or or eat or cook or it was all solely for the purpose of surviving, the eating, the sleeping, the scheduling of these essential things like surgery, pre-op all of it, post-op, all of that. 
And I know that my diagnosis, which I wouldn't get until post-surgery, until after they biopsied the, the tissue they removed, which was about two and a half centimeters. Um, so I wouldn't know until after the pathology results would come back. I wouldn't know what really was, go was going on. Were they looking? It didn't even, I don't know, I was so numb that it didn't even occur to me that it could be cancer, it could not be cancer. All they said to me was, we need to, you have this growing and we need to address it and remove it. And I'm like, okay, sure. And the doctor had said, my surgeon had said, and you know, after this surgery, you may need more surgery, which I now understand means that it, had they found DCIS or invasive uh, in surgery, then I would need more surgery. But I, I didn't know, at the time, I didn't know what that meant. And I, all, I, all I thought was, okay, let, let's hope not then. But so, I don't know if also doctors do this on purpose to keep you in this haziness or if I should have done more research work, but <laughs> it's, it's very, it's very weird. It's a very weird position. So then the day of surgery comes, it was December 23rd, so it's beautiful Christmas uh, of 2019, about we're three months about to start into lockdown and pandemic mode, but we don't know that yet in December of 2019. So December 23rd, I have my surgery and on January 2nd, I go uh, to see my doctor for the post-op and she hands me out this piece of paper that says uh, that is supposed to be the, the pathology results, a very narrowed down uh, report of the pathology. And somewhere in a long line of things they found and with centimeters and, and uh, millimeters and this and that, things that they found in the biopsy over there says LCIS. My doctor points to something that says LCIS. Oh, and by the way, this is not cancer, but you, you d we did find LCIS. And uh, all I hear is, all right, it's not cancer. Sure. So I called everyone and I told everyone that the pathology had been benign and it was all negative. I was good. It was just a big scare. Everything was fine. I mean, it probably was, right? But when I got home and I checked this little acronym, which was would change my life, this LCIS thing, and I saw it meant lobular carcinoma in situ. Whoa, carcinoma? Really? No one prepared me for this. Do you mean you just found carcinoma cells in my breast and you sent me off home with just, it's not cancer. Whoa. So the next few months until I start Mind Bloom in June... The next few months, not only were they of job loss and pandemic and, uh, you know, major upheaval that we all felt. It wasn't just me, of course. Everything was falling to pieces. But 
the following months from January until June, I was just picking up the pieces of for mentally of what is this? So if it's carcinoma, but it's not cancer, and why is DCIS exactly the same thing, only a different uh, area of the body, so not lobular, but ductal carcinoma in C2? Why is that one cancer and mine isn't? Not that I want it to be cancer, so this is my 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 mind, right, running around at thousand miles per hour. So it's not. I'm fine that it's not cancer, but it does have carcinoma in its acronym. So if it's not cancer, why would they use the word carcinoma and not just like hyperplasia or something? So yeah. And then someone, after I created Mind Bloom, introduced me to the word previvor, which I think doesn't really apply to uh, people with LCIS, but to rather with people who carry the BRCA gene mutation and other gene mutations. But regardless, I took it and I adopted it. And now I call myself a previvor because what am I? if not someone who's doing the best they can to manage um, the high risk of uh, developing breast cancer in my lifetime, around 40%. And the 40% only increases as years go by. So with an oncologist now on my medical team and with the recommendation to take tamoxifen to decrease by 50% the chances of developing breast cancer, which would bring it down to 20%, which is still huge. And with a recommendation for a prophylactic double mastectomy, I want to scream and hit someone in the face and ask them to explain to me why am I, on the one hand, left out of the breast cancer community if I'm also going to lose my breasts at some point sooner rather than later? And uh, why am I... Why? So... Some days I think this is first world problem and, you know, it wasn't cancer at the end of the day and I should be grateful. And I am. And I was given the gift of time to decide what to do in terms of the, the prophylactic mastectomy and in terms of the hormonal therapy. I am monitored every six months, so I have all the attention from my doctor and radiologists and oncologists and I'm thankful for that as well but I really wish the acronym LCIS were changed into something else um, less cancer-like or that an explanation between LCIS and DCIS could be uh, made more clear. It's, um, it's the cancer limbo, and I don't like it one bit. So I have an MRI this Wednesday, 
tomorrow, which in my head is bringing me back to that October of 2019 when I got the call to have a first biopsy. So I'm working my best with all the tools I have at my disposal, the journaling, the meditating, the walking, spending time with my dog. I'm doing the best I can to not take my brain there. And I think I'm doing a good job at it. But I want to remind myself that this is not about doing a good job or a bad job or taking the prize home for having the least anxiety in the face of a scan. It's not about perfection, achieving perfection. It's about my well-being and my prioritizing myself. So I am taking each moment at a time, not even each day, just each hour, each opportunity I have to be self-aware, like brushing my teeth or um, cooking a meal or being outside with my dog. Every one of these moments is an opportunity to practice presence and mindfulness. And on Wednesday at 7 a.m., I will be ready, as ready as one can be, to go into the machine again and hope that they don't find something suspicious again. So I will see you next week, every Tuesday. You know where to find me. I'm at MindBloomU on any social media platform of your choosing. My website is mindbloomu.com and email is info at mindbloomu.com. Please reach out. I would love to hear from you. If any of this resonates with you, it would mean the world to me to know that. So I will see you next week. I will have more to say about uh, how the MRI went and perhaps I'll have some results by then. And I wish you the best week and I love you all. Bye-bye.